Corey girl, is your Women's History Month lit or what? Yolanda girl, yes, my Women's History Month is fire. But Charlie. Yes, girl. What about your summer body goals? Girl, I'm trying to get them together. Yes, girl. It's smoothie season because you know who I'm trying to look like this summer? Who? who? My body crush, Miss Niecy Nash. She yes. is snatched and curvy. Yes, girl. And that lip she throws, too. Like, I love her red lips. She's and sweet. she just happens to be our guest this week. Yes. In talking with her, I was so shocked at the relationship she's formed with Karuchi Tran. Karuchi! Because her and Karuchi are on this great new show, Claws, that's coming out this summer. And, you know, but I think of, every time I think of Karuchi, Karuchi! Uh, <laughs> I think of her and Chris Brown. But Nisi had this really beautiful story to talk about how she's really become like a mother figure to her and they have a really genuine friendship. So I'm really excited to hear more about that. And who else do we have on the show? Yes, girl. So in the love department, we have Ashley Everett on the show. She is Beyonce's dance captain. Y'all know her with the red hair? Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. We know her. Slay queen. All mm-hmm. these years. So we watched her get engaged live on the Formation World Tour last year. She's here in the studio to give us all of the wedding tea, including whether or not Jay and Bay are getting an invite to that wedding. Ooh, I'm listening to that. All of that. Yes, girl. Yes, girl. Yes, girl. Let's get started. Let's do it. Hi, Corey. Hi, Yolanda. Who are we speaking to today? Oh, my God. I know her as Renisha from Reno 911. Which is my show. Okay. Okay. All right. But I think most people know her as Niecy Nash. Yes. Hello, Niecy. Hi, ladies. How are you, Niecy? All is well. So congratulations. There's a show, a great show coming up, a show, Claws, about a nail shop. When I heard about that, I was like, about time somebody yes. made a show about a nail yes. shop because a lot goes down in there. There's a lot. But, I saw the pilot. There's a lot going down in that shop, though. Oh, you saw the pilot? Yes. Oh, yeah. What did you think? I loved it. I was like, I, I, uh, I was midway watching. I was texting with someone and I said, oh, my God, this is about to be Niecy's moment. I mean, I know you've had some moments, but I'm oh. like, no, this is your leading lady moment. People are not ready for you in your white boo. They're not ready. They're not ready. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. We've seen it. So tell us about Claus. Well, um, I play a woman named Desna. And uh, you find her at a point in the story. You meet her uh, where her salon, her nail salon, has been used to launder drug money. And uh, she's kind of at the bottom of the totem pole in all of this. Um, she's pushed to some extremes. She makes, you know, a, a bad decision for a right reason. And it's all about her rise to become a queen pin in the Dixie Mafia in Southern wow. Florida. Dixie Mafia. Is it really the Dixie Mafia? It, it really is. Oh, wow. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, just learned something new today. <laughs> yep. So, how, I mean, it's a great cast of characters. I know the woman who, and forgive me if I know her name, but she has the red hair. She's the one that just oh, came from prison. That is um, uh, Carrie Preston. Yes. And she's from True Blood and The Good Wife. And then you also have Judy Reyes from uh, Devious Maze, and she was also on Scrubs. Yes. Uh, you have an actress out of New York named Jen Lyon. And then the baby of the bunch is Karuchi Tran. Nice. Karich, I mean, Karuchi, excuse me. I mean, I think what I loved about her character and even her seeing her there, I mean, she's so associated with, you know, dating 
Chris Brown, but to see her as this great, I mean, I should, well, to see her in this role was really a good thing because it really, to me, let me know this girl has talent. Did you find that as well? Um, indeed, I actually referred Karuchi to this part. Nice. What? And um, they, it was the one character that they were having a tough time casting. And I said, I got an idea. You should call in this girl. And I did not even find out that I didn't even find out that they had actually called her until after she had had maybe four callbacks. And by that time, it was like down to the wire. And I was like, oh, my goodness, is she going to get it? Is she going to get it? And I remember I called and I gave her a pep talk and I said, listen, let me tell you something. Even if you don't get this role, know that you auditioned extremely well. She was like. Yeah, but I want it. I'm like, I know you do, but I'm just saying, if the wheels fall off of it. She said, I don't want the wheels to fall off of it. I said, me either, Pumpkin, but, you know, we don't know how it's going to go. So then when she finally did get it, the tears that came, my goodness gracious, you know, and I thought she did a really good job. No, she's really, she's really, really, especially that towards the end of the the episode. Um, oh yeah! When Don't she tell has it. her moment, I'm not. I'm not. I'm just saying she had her moment. She had her moment. That's what made me stand up and said, "Oh, I need to learn how to spell this girl's name." Oh, correct. Uh, there we go. Uh. <laughs> so, Nisi, you know, a lot of us have seen you on our television screens, but I think the way that you came into being an actress is such an important story. And I know you've told it a thousand times, but if you can share your journey, you know, you didn't start out being an actress. You know, you came. You sort of changed, switched careers a little bit. Can you tell us a little bit more about that? Well, when I was five years old, I saw the most gorgeous black woman I had ever seen in my little five years of living. And um, she had on a long red dress and her eyelashes looked like butterflies. I said, Grandmama, who is that? She said, baby, that's Lola Falana. And I felt like in that moment, my destiny was stamped on the canvas of my imagination. Boom. I looked at my grandmother and I said, that's exactly what I want to be. I want to be black fabulous and on TV. Mm-hmm. And I stopped answering to my name. And if you didn't call me Lola, then you wasn't talking to me. That's how I felt about it. <laughs> and that was even at a young age. And then, you know, life happens. Um, and we've experienced so many tragedies in my family. My mother went through a very hard and horrible divorce. Some years after that, she was shot by a man she was dating in front of her children. Um, She survived it, thank God. But then some years after that, my only brother was murdered. And um, my mother just said, I've had enough. I'm getting in the bed and I'm never getting back out. And the only thing that I knew for sure was that I could make my mama laugh. You know, because my brother was killed the day before my 23rd birthday, and the grief of it all was so hard to bear, you know, for me as well. But there isn't even a word for a parent who loses a child. I mean, you know, you can be a widow, you can be a widower, but it's unnatural to bury your children first. And I think that's why we can't even coin it. But growing up being funny wasn't anything to be celebrated, not in my house. I got pinched in church for, you know, cutting up. Mm-hmm. I got put on punishment because I got talks too much on my report card. What was you talking about? <laughs> I was telling jokes. I got a joke for you. Get in the room. I'm like, oh, Lord. 
So I never knew being funny was a thing. And when I would audition, I wanted to be a dramatic actress. And when people would say I was funny, I would get offended. So now here we are faced with this tragedy in, in our family. And I go to the foot of my mother's bed every day and I do my act. I do my bit. I perform. I do the whole, you know, the whole show. My mother goes from laying down in the bed to sitting up in the bed. I got my peanuts and my water. Get on up there and do your rendition of things. (laughs) I'm like, yes, ma'am. So I came every day and did my rendition of things. And one day, my mother's not in the bed. The car is in the front. I'm like, where's she at? She's like, we are in here. I'm like, who is we? (laughs) I went across the street and got the neighbors. I told them you was funny. Get that karaoke microphone and tell these people some jokes. Y'all going to love this. And I'm like, what? So as I'm standing on the fireplace doing my bit for the neighbors, I heard a voice as audible as my own say, Nisi, it's a lot of people suffering. Don't be selfish. Go outside and spread this around. And I went outside and I said, I'm Nisi Nash and I'm funny. And I started work and I was working ever since in triplicate, as a matter of fact. I've yes. always had at least three jobs at a time. That's one thing about you, Nisi. You are always you working. Working. Well, let me tell you the trick. Thank you for, thank you. Well, thank him. But the trick to that is, and I, this is the God honest truth, give. Mm. Because in the natural, it doesn't make sense that you can have so many networks allow you to be so many different places. But here's what I know for sure, that my job is what I do. And to be of service is my who. So when I show up there, I've learned my lines because that's my job. But my assignment is something totally different. Mm -hmm. Whether you are praying with someone, standing in a gap for them, getting somebody else a job. I've never had a job and I got somebody else a job. I don't believe in that. You know, you got to. You got to keep paying that thing forward. And I think the more you give, the more the universe responds in kind. That's the only thing that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, Nisi, I remember once you came by our office and you told a story. You were, I guess, having, you know, just a bad day like, you know, anybody else. And you were in bed and you turned on the TV and, you, you know, the guide comes up and you had at least three to five shows on. It was five. Whether, was I, it? I, yeah, I, re- I listen. Listen, I saw myself in five different things that was on TV at the same time. I started running through that house crying like a fool. Thank you, Lord. I was running through there screaming. Do you hear me? I was running through there like a fool. And I said, my God. He was like, just in case you needed a reminder. I love it. Won't he do it? He will. Will he won't it? (laughs) All the time. (laughs) Yes, yes, Lord. You know, I always, I'm, I, I, I'm always on your Instagram, and I'm like, I just want to go to her house, and she called me pumpkin and (laughs) honey, and we just hang out and take Instagram photos. Oh, then you should absolutely do it. Listen, I'm so freaking transparent, and what you see is what it is. It is what it is. And you come right on and sit right on up and you're going to be like, yep, it was everything I thought it was supposed to be. Right. So come on. (laughs) Love it. Speaking of your Instagram, your Instagram is lit. You've got, are you friends with everyone in Hollywood? (laughs) 
I mean, you. I mean, even I want to go back to like, were you? Are you friends with Karuchi? And where did y'all meet? Like, I'm curious now. Okay, well, you know what? This is this. I, I let me see. Where is the first time we met? I think the first time we actually met was at a Halloween party. Mm-hmm. And at the party, you know how you could be at a party, but you still could have an energy of 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 brokenness or or troubled. I'm not even mm-hmm. gonna say brokenness, troubled. And I saw it, and I was like, "Excuse me, I'll be right back." Mm-hmm. Just like she was my own baby. Come here, pumpkin. Sit by me. How are wow. things? Hmm. And that was how we met. Mm-hmm. Lean in. Come here. Mm-hmm. Let me give you my number. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean. And I, that was how we. But prior to that, let me take that little. No, wait a minute. She and I met on the phone because my daughter wanted to model, and she said, well, me and Karuchi are like the same size. I'm not that tall, Mom, but she's not that tall either, and the youngest one. And she was like, so if she could do it, I could do it. And Wendy Raquel Robinson, who is my longtime friend, was did a movie with Karuchi, gave me her number, and she was able to say happy birthday. I invited her to come to my daughter's party as like a surprise guest, mm-hmm. but she couldn't come. But she said, well, let me at least send her up. A message. Then when we saw each other at the Halloween party, I was like, come here, let me love on you. Come here. I love it. So that was how we met. Love on Nisi. That's what we all need. <laughs> right? We all need some loving on Speaking yeah. of love. Hello. Your yeah. husband. Yeah. And that beautiful marriage you have. How did you guys meet? I met my husband at a party. But let me just tell you this. I had told everyone I knew that I was ready for my new husband. I was ready. And I said, if you know him, send him my way. Then I went on all the dating websites. I was on Match.com. I was on Yahoo Singles. I was on Black People With Weeds. Honey, all of them. Whichever, they, all the ones they had. I was on all of them because I was looking for my man. I was like, he, do he know I'm looking for him? And it just turned out that I was with a girl who I have been friends with since uh, 10th grade at a party in Los Angeles. And she went to go look for somebody we were waiting for. And I was saving the seats. And she came back and said, girl, it's this guy at the front that I told you I wanted you to meet. I said, girl, you didn't tell me you wanted me to meet nobody. I ain't even got on a good space. Wait a minute. (laughs) So I start trying to shift my clothes all around, honey, and pull up. I was like, oh, Lord, have mercy. And so she went and got him and brought him over. We talked for five minutes, maybe, thereabouts. And he was very serious. He was very, like, because he was looking for his wife, too, unbeknownst to me. Mm. Oh, wow. He was like, do you, do you see yourself getting married again? I said, oh, I was married before. I would do it again in a heartbeat for the right man. I love being married. He was like, what about kids? And I said, dang, he wants some kids? I said, so I had my tubes tied, cut, and burned. I can't give you nothing but a good time. Okay. And so I didn't know he was asking because he didn't want any more children. So I got that one right. Check, 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 check. All his little questions. I didn't mind the questions, but he was so serious. Mm-hmm. I found out later that he was like, if, you know, if the answers didn't line up, he was just going to be like, oh, well, nice to meet you. Keep it pushing. If I was, you know, if I got the answers correct, he was going to ask for my number. Mm-hmm. But I didn't know that. 
but he walked away and my friend goes, so what did you think? He's like, yeah, let's, let's, let's get together in the party a little bit later. We can dance. We argue, whatever. I was like, yeah, whatever. But because I felt like he was boring. I was like, oh my God. I was like, I, I do not like him. He's the worst <laughs> man in the world because he's so serious. I was like, I can't take him. Next thing you know, my friend looks past me and sees him laughing with some other girl. And it's like, who was this heifer laughing with your new husband? <laughs> and I turn around and I see him oh my god he looks so handsome he was laughing with his mouth wide open just looking all fun and funny and I'm like where was that guy five minutes ago I want him back oh god I let him get away and I had to go get him back because I was like who is this girl he is laughing with because she can't be funnier than me who is this girl so I was like listen I got to go get my man back. I was like Diana Ross and Mahogany, honey. I had to go get him back. And that's exactly what I did. We went on a date a week later, and we've been together ever since. Wow. wow. That's beautiful. That is beautiful. God. <laughs> How do you manage? I mean, because you, again, going best in your Instagram is like, Instagram is like the new biography or encyclopedia of people's lives. But you're very open about your faith, your family, um, how do you balance all of that in Hollywood, which, you know, for us seems to be, you know, can be a bit artificial? Right. Well, I would say a couple ways. Like, I think that for me, I can keep myself pretty much my spirit and my ego and all that stuff in check because I know it's way bigger than me. Mm-hmm. I'm not foolish enough to be like, oh, my God, look at me. I'm, you know. Well, that's just foolishness. Um, and I really am hands on with my family. So I don't have, you know, uh, uh, my family helps me do everything, mm-hmm. you know, from, you know, cleaning to, you know, getting people driven to where they have to go to packing to we're all in it together. It's a group effort with this family. But what I will tell you is that because time is so narrow, a couple of things have to happen. One of which I have to own is that something is going to fall through the cracks, period. Something is going to fall through the cracks, but I purpose to not let it be the same thing each time. Um, that's one way. The other way is that I do have group time with everyone in my family where we all get together, but then I do try to date my children individually. Oh, wow. That's great. That's, I've never heard that concept. Yeah. Yeah. Because I feel like I'm everybody's mama at the end of the day, but I'm still your mother. Mm-hmm. And I want you and you and you to have that individual time with me unto yourself. And I always feel like you have to share the time. So I do try to squeeze that in and date my children. And my husband is my priority over my work. Um, And that's just the way that's going to go. Period. Point blank. That's the end of the story because the job will come and go, but I need him to still be right there when I'm done. So I have to move in such a way where he understands that I acknowledge his kingship, his leadership, his authority, and what we're doing has to come first. Hello. Yes, well, girl. Yes. That's just how I do it. And I ain't telling nobody else what to do. <laughs> I'm just telling you what works for me and mine. So, Nisi, if, if we can just walk down memory lane for a little bit and just talk about 
share some moments. You've been on so many sets. Um, you know, what what happens, what goes through your mind like the first day you're on a set, a brand new set? Sometimes you're on three, four sets in a year or more than that sometimes. Um, is it like, are, do you still get nervous? Like, is it is it something that by now you're so used to it that it's just, you know, you can just do it. You can roll out of bed and just be right there in the moment. Well, it, genres are, everything is a little bit different. You know, Clean House was hosting, Dancing with the Stars was dancing, you know, the show that I did with Cedric was a multicam. Um, I did a show for HBO called Getting On. That's the one I was nominated oh, I for the Emmy for. I totally and want to talk about it. Getting On in a little bit, but keep, keep going, keep going. <laughs> okay, but see, all of those are different, different tones, different genres of shows. But I try to show up in the beginning and pay attention. Mm-hmm. I try to take it all in and watch how people move. Oh, that's the person who, oh, oh, that's how she feels. Okay. You know, I, I, try, to, I try to first be an observer of the thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I'm very present to understanding my lane. Because sometimes you show up and you're a supporting player. You know what I mean? And you got to understand. And sometimes you show up and you're leading the charge. Mm -hmm. But sometimes I've been in situations where I've been in two different places on the same day where I'm double dipping. I go to this set, you know what I mean? And I'm a third or a fourth banana. And then I come over here and I'm number one um, in, 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 on the call sheet. So you got to make sure you understand where you are at all times in every project. Mm -hmm. And, you know, my mother says this all the time. They don't teach kind in school. So if you learn that in your home, you take it with you everywhere you go. Mm-hmm. So I purpose to be kind. Um, and the rest, I, I just, you know, take it like it comes. Can you share some of your favorite memories from any set that or show or, you know, movie or anything that you've worked on that just has really stayed with you and experience from a set? Um, man, there's so many really great moments, but I remember uh being on the set of uh on the set of the Soul Man. First of all, that was such a fun set because Cedric is such a, a he was just such a great leader. Girl, yes, he is. I love him. Mm -hmm. Just just a big old teddy bear. You just love Ceddie. Everybody loves Cedric. (laughs) And we had such a fun set. But um, I remember when we wrapped and it was the show was going to finally be over. The series was ending. And I had I had just made mention of it. So long ago, I'm like, dang, how did Ava DuVernay's Barbie come out and I didn't get no Barbie doll? This is crazy. (laughs) We were just talking about it on set one day, and I just made mention of it. And for our rap present, I don't know where he found it because I couldn't find that Barbie anywhere. He gave me that Ava DuVernay Barbie doll, and I cried like a baby. Do you hear me? (laughs) Then another time on that set, there was a girl who was a background artist, and she kept looking at me the whole time, staring. And I was like, oh, hey, girl. (laughs) And she never stopped the whole day. I'm like, oh, my God, this girl is going to be hiding in my trailer when I leave here. Like, this girl is crazy. Come to find out, as soon as we wrapped, she said to me, she said, Miss Nisi, I have been waiting for 
however many years the times had passed, it was several years, to tell you thank you. And I was looking at this girl and I said, hey, you're welcome. I'm like, I don't even know her. What is she What is she even talking about? She said that we were on a set on a CBS show and she was standing outside on the phone crying. I was heading back to my trailer and I stopped her and I said, are you okay? And then she said, no, you know, I'm, you know, my grandmother is very ill and they're saying like everybody needs to come now, but I can't afford to to go home. And I said, well, don't stand out here and cry. How, How much is the ticket? And I brought her in my trailer. And wrote her a check to go get the ticket to go oh home. My God. And she said, and I made it to see my grandmama before she passed. She said, and I knew that one day I was going to be able to thank you. Wow. Oh and by God. the time she got to the end of the story, now I'm all like, I do remember you, girl. Like, you know, <laughs> now I'm all busted up, homesick. <laughs> but oh it was just such a beautiful, a beautiful moment. Wow. You know, oh, so, it, was a, it was a really good time. Oh, and Clean you. House was always fun um, because the people, some of them were just so crazy and entertaining. Um, and every now and then when somebody didn't like their makeover, like we would laugh about it for almost two weeks after that. Because we know we did our best, but we didn't take it so seriously. Reno 911 was a fun set. Like, I, I, I always end up in places where I really can say I enjoy going to work. Wow. So wait, I want to go back to the Ava DuVernay um, uh, doll. Was that before or after you worked with her when you got it? That was after. It was after. Got yeah, it. and I was just obsessed. I was like, oh, shoot, let me go online and get me a Barbie. And they were sold out everywhere. And the only one I found on eBay was like thousands of dollars. I'm like, I could go over your house and only spend $3 <laughs> in gas to get there. Now, wait a minute. I love you, but uh, <laughs> And so see you. it was just hard to come by. And then I didn't know if the one they had online was real. I'm like, oh, yeah, I don't know, because yeah. I don't need some random person selling it for thousands of dollars. I was like, mm. but yes, it was. And then after I got your I credit card information. Yeah, no, it's not. Yeah. It's yeah, I was too yeah. nervous. But no. um, yes, it was after we had done Selma together. Nice. You know what I want to know about is um, in getting on. Yeah. It was a scene. It was an, I forgot what the episode was called, but you um, your co-worker was going through her kidney dialysis. And she was like, you know, I want you to sing a song. And you sang oh, Pony. <laughs> but you sang it. I sang it like an old Negro spiritual. Yes. Let me just tell was you Was that why. ad-libbed? Like, what, explain that whole scene. The whole scene, that part of it was totally ad-libbed. We had done the scene a couple times, and they felt like, okay, we got it. This time, do one. And it's, you know, dearless choice. Whatever you guys want to do. Now, I didn't know she was going to say that, but I'm like, can you see? Because you know what happened? I used to sing it on set mm-hmm. for some random reason. I don't know. I sang it one day. And she was like, oh, I like that song. Then when she asked me to sing it again, I was like, girl, uh-uh. but here, let me help you download it on your, on, on your phone. <laughs> when she heard Genuine singing it, no shade, Genuine, because you know, he gave us what we needed with that good old baby hair and everything. But... <laughs> Yes. She was like, I don't like that version. I like the way you sing it. I said, why? And so cut to when they gave us dealer's choice. And I said, is there anything I can do? And she goes, can you sing the pony song? I was like, what is she saying right now? But because we were rolling, I was like, 
stay in character and go with it. Look around like you, like, oh my God. And <laughs> Wait, I want to hear a little bit. Just a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all are so wrong for that. <laughs> if you're horny, let's do it. Ride it, my pony. It's, listen. <laughs> but no, the beauty of it was that, you know, Niecy's there with her clean face. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And the, the girl was. And one of the ponies was just a mess. She, I'm just so like deadpan. Oh, wow. I'm so surprised. And then they bought the song to play it on the end of it after I sang it. I'm like, this is bananas. And genuine, thank you. I would not have been oh able to keep god. a straight your face. face. Your face was so straight. Oh my god! It was so. Oh my god! It was. I love. It was. You should. You really should have won an Emmy that year for that. I love that episode. <laughs> Thank oh you. Oh my god! Thank oh my you. Gosh. Oh my god! So I'm curious to go back. You know, it's about life on set. What is it? So you're you're number one on the call sheet for Claws. What is you know? Have you guys started filming or? We filmed the pilot, which mm-hmm. was what two girls saw. I did film the pilot, and uh, now I leave on um, the end of this week. I'm leaving to go film the series. Nice. Oh, wow. Okay, cool. And I'll be down in New Orleans for five months. Mm. Favorite How city. is New Orleans going to be Florida? Well, I guess it could be. Oh, because we leave and we go up to Florida for a little bit, and then we come back now. And, uh-huh. you know, everything, all the interiors and stuff are shot. In uh, New Orleans. So that means you're going to be there for a festival. For, uh, well, I think festival. I, I leave at the end of June. And oh. I think the festival is like right at the top of July. Well, yeah. the, it's June 30th to July 1st, I think. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Then I probably will still be around. Hey. So. Hey. Hey, girl. Hey. Hi. Well, you know, what? there's going to be quite a few um of us down there because there's the cast of Claws will be there. The cast of Queen Sugar will be there. Oh, wow. Um, uh, there's another show. Is it NCI New Orleans? Wait, who else? No, yeah, wait yeah NCIS New Orleans. Yeah. But it's, there's somebody else. There's another cast that's going to be down there uh, filming some. Is it Greenleaf? I don't know. But it's going to be quite a few of us in town at the same time. Oh, so y'all gonna be all up and down Canal Street having fun, Hello. all in the corner. Girl, I'm gonna be somewhere trying to learn some lines. Listen, ah, <laughs> <laughs> this check. <laughs> Listen, I want to make sure that I serve this project well, and I don't want to phone it in. So I'm gonna be about about my business and about poor boys and beignets. That's it. That's all. Nice. Now, speaking of poor boys and beignets, your body. Hello. Is, yes, girl. Like Hello. the shape. Girl. You are rocking it. <laughs> oh, Thank my you. God. Oh, I mean, I'm just like, you are body goals. What oh, is it? Do you have like a little regimen? Also, what is your... body confidence goals. Yes. Because she's so yes. confident uh, about her, about your body, which we love. Well, you know, I will tell you that I've had some really great um, people who helped me work out and gave me workouts to kind of meet what I wanted to make happen. Um, um, both of the, I had one guy in Los Angeles and two people out of Atlanta. One of them I did Skype workouts with, and one of them came and stayed with me for a month and did, um, uh, you know, help me with nutrition and, you know, figure all that out. And then um, maybe for about, 
a year, year and a half, I waist trained. Oh, wow. Um, so that really works? Well, you know. Yeah, yeah it does. I mean, you know, if... Did you I see mean, that you know white I mean? dress it, she wore? And the, here's, the, here's the thing about it all. No matter what happens, you got to find the thing that works for you. Because that's what I think people make a lot of mistakes. You know, I used to have another nutritionist here, and people was like, oh, girl, you go to her? I'm going to go to her, too. And then they go, and they, they don't even make it there two weeks because it's not, it's not a good fit for yes. either how they move around. You know what I mean? It's the same thing with meal delivery. You can have people deliver food to your house, but if you don't like it, you ain't going to eat it. So I try to see what is the thing with minimal investment, because I know myself. Let me just see what this is and see if, it, if I feel like it works for me. I know a lot of people feel like they need their trainer right there, but I love the idea of being able to work out with my iPad. I don't have to find you a parking space. I don't got to give you a glass of water. <laughs> I don't got to do nothing except cut that iPad on and do what you tell me to do. You know, but for some people, that's not a good thing. Yeah. They, yeah, they need, need the that. person yeah. right there, you know. So you just have to find what works for you. Nice. And speaking of finding what works for you, can you just, we're going to start wrapping up, but what, Again, what has worked for you being this, you know, mega star in Hollywood? Like, what is your, I guess if you could just give us a nutshell of your, like, your, formula. your mantra, your yeah. formula, yes. Um, when I started off in this business, the three words that I lived by were no matter what. No matter what I had to go through, no matter what it, it cost me, I was going to press toward the mark of the, what I believe was a call on my life, no matter what. Even if I was only taking baby steps, I counted that still as progress. Um, and I used to always say, fake it till you make it, and eventually, you know, it'll show up. And then the older I got and the wiser I got, I was like, no, I got to face it till I make it. Because that is the thing that is yes. going to sustain me in this business. I mean, it is so critical of you. You're too light. You're too dark. You're too thick. You're too thin. Can she get her teeth fixed? I mean, it, it, whatever. You're, they, there's a, so much judgment that you really have to know who you are and whose you are. And you have to have a level of comfortability in the skin you're in. Otherwise, it will tear you apart. Wow, I love that. It Face will tear it you apart. It. And it's very hard to not look at the other fella. You know, well, she was on this. Well, they put so-and-so in that. Well, how come? Well, why didn't I get? Well, and you, you, you will mess yourself up mm -hmm. if you look too long at the other fella. Mm -hmm. You got to look at what you got called to do because your blessing is your. Can't nobody do what God wants you to do. Amen. Yes. So God. if it was your job, I remember auditioning for getting on. And before I went in, I called every black actress I knew personally who whose um, face came up in my mind as I'm reading the script. My middle daughter walks in and goes, you know, I don't think that's right. You shouldn't be calling all these girls, telling them, because then somebody going to get your job. And I said, well, first of all, don't click your neck around when you're talking to me, okay? Let's <laughs> ease, ease up off of that. <laughs> Second of all, I said, can't nobody do what God want me to do? And I said, and if that's my job, 
then the devil in hell can't stop me from getting it. I said, and if it's not my job, then that means that God used me to bless one of my friends. Mm -hmm. So either way it go, I'm winning. Now, go sit down somewhere. (laughs) You, You know what I'm saying? So... There's no failure when you look at it like that. So I'm never selfish in this business because when your hand is open to give, it's open to receive. And I said that all the time on Clean House, and I meant that. Nice, nice. And how have you kept those edges so intact all these years? Yes, girl. My who? <laughs> your edges. The edges. Of my hair? <laughs> is that what you're talking about? Yes. Oh, I don't use it. I don't use my hair for anything. Really? I don't use my hair for anything. No. I want to do, you know, I want to do a little documentary called, you know, uh, uh, The Untold Story, Hollywood Hair. Black people with weaves. Listen, because there's so much going on. You know what I'm saying? First of all, I stopped using it because I was having so many weaves. And I, my stylist at the time was so heavy-handed and just be snatching my little edges out. Just snatch, snatch, snatch. And the next thing you know, you're like, oh, my God, well, what kind of hairstyle can I get? You know? And I just, um, I don't even fool with it because I like to change my hair too much for, uh, for a couple of reasons. I changed my hair, one, because to me, your hair is just like putting on an accessory. And some things go with an outfit better than others. You know what I mean? Nice. Like, oh, yes, this hair nice. look cute. I mean, this outfit looks cute with bangs. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. This dress will be bomb with a bob. With a bob. <laughs> right? So that's me. But then the other side of it, girl, we got to keep this marriage alive. Okay? Mm-hmm. Nope. All right. So I'm like, who you want to sleep with tonight? <laughs> I love it. He like, you got some short hair? I was like, I'll be right back. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So we keep, that's a whole nother something. That oh, is. That's goodness. another podcast. That's Wait, another do, you podcast. Have a, do you have a wig <laughs> closet? Because I know we were talking to um, Kim Kimball, and she talked about her wig closet. I don't have a closet. Mine are all, my girls are out on display. I have a room, a bedroom that I turned into a closet. Okay. It's where my girlfriends come over, and we drink wine, and we chat, and we, you know, we we dish. And my ladies are all lined up, you know, <laughs> across. They have their it. own shelving and all that. But I like to keep them out so that I can see stuff. I love it. Well, we love seeing you, niece. Yes. What thing? Lady, yes. oh my god, thank you so much for taking this time for us. Oh, no, you're more than welcome. Thank you, thank you so much for having me. Up next, more yes girl to come. Corey girl, Yolanda girl, Nisi Nash has all of the receipts. See why I love her? Yes, girl, them receipts are long, and I cannot wait for claws. But she also has what other kind of receipts? Those marriage receipts, girl. And speaking of marriage and love, we are talking to Ashley Everett. Let's do it. Hello, 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 everybody. I am Charlie Penn. And today, our very, very special guest in the love room is Ashley Everett. She is a world-renowned dancer, um, choreographer, and you also, I'm sure, know her as Beyonce's dance captain, okay? And most recently, I feel like last year, we all fell in love with your love, Ashley. Oh, thank you. We saw you get engaged live on stage. I know. It was viral, girl. It was all over the place. During the Formation World Tour. Yep. St. Louis? St. Louis. Yeah. That was crazy. Did you see it coming? Because I remember your face. You were like in the zone. You're dancing. You're up there on stage with Bay. You're owning your moment. And then here comes your man. Yeah. It was um, a totally surreal 
moment. I didn't even know he was in town, to really? be clear. Like, yeah, people were like, oh, did you know it was going to happen? I'm like, I didn't even know he was in town, technically. Of course, like, <laughs> my instincts were telling me he was up to something because he was pretending like he was in mm-hmm. Chicago and elsewhere. Because we know. We know yeah. when they're acting a little bit. I was guilty. like, you're lying. You must be here. I thought he was going to surprise me and be like, great show, babe, or something like that. Because it's his hometown, too. So he was, you know, just like. Oh, I didn't realize that. I love it. Yeah, and his whole family was there. They put him in, like, a suite so everyone could witness it it was really special now you guys Ashley's fiance is John he's also a choreographer and a dancer Um, so tell me about the moment when two dancers fall in love like because I know you guys met at a job right yeah we met working with Neo together who is like one of our good friends now Um, oh I love it uh, yeah it's really cute Um, so is he singing at the wedding is he singing at the wedding probably we're making him whether he wants to or not I'm like I don't care what your schedule is the date save it right (laughs) but um so we met working with Neo together, and we did three videos together. And the first two, we like hardly spoke. Like I didn't, I didn't even meet him really on the first one. Right. The second one, we had we had mutual friends too, so they kept telling us like, "Oh, you need to meet John, and you need to meet Ashley. You guys will totally get along." And we're like, "Yeah, whatever." So your sure. friends saw it coming. I, apparently, don't apparently. you love when that happens? Yeah, and it's weird because <laughs> usually they're wrong, but you're like, "Oh, okay." Oh, well, you got it right this time. Yeah. Thank you guys. It's okay, weird. so they were telling you guys like, "Okay, you have to meet each other." Mm-hmm. Okay. And so by the second video, we like kind of like had a conversation because it was like the first video there was a lot of dancers the second video it was only like three girls and then like him and another guy and neo and then the fourth the third video it was the same so it was like more intimate and the third video we were partners so we were like kind of forced to talk you know like forced (laughs) to be around each other forced to have a conversation so is that when you started to feel the chemistry a little bit yeah well there was chemistry like i remember there was a moment in rehearsal that everybody talks about where we were like dancing together and it was like a free freestyle section and then they cut the music off but we were like still or like still they faded it out and everybody else stopped and we were still going and everybody was looking at us like mm-hmm, mm-hmm. told y'all whatever <laughs> we were like oh shut up like didn't believe it and just got to know each other really on that set and um, became kind of friends and that led to just hanging out as friends and really getting to know each other better and liking each other from there. And, yeah. So you started off as friends. <laughs> started off as friends, okay. yeah. I love when it wasn't the friendship like is immediate. a foundation. Yeah. So that's where our foundation is, for sure. We're right. like best friends. Um, and then cut to like a couple months later, I get an invite to Miami from Neo himself. I told you we like became right. friends and stuff. Absolutely. So he's like, do you want to come to Miami and just party it up with and me and like, my friends? Yes. And I was like, absolutely. <laughs> because I'm, I'm in the cool group. Why not? I got an invite. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I'm exactly. I'm thinking I'm all super cool because Neo invited me to Miami. <laughs> he's flying me out just to party. I'm like, absolutely. Like, I'm there. Okay. Yeah. I'm packing. <laughs> yeah. I pack. I get there. I get off the plane and meet up with everybody. And I'm like. Where's all the girls? Like, where's everybody? Like, what's it was happening? just like me and a bunch of guys, and John was there too. And so then basically, I find out that John asked him to bring wait me. A minute. Wait a minute. <laughs> Ashley, wait, hold on. So John asked Neo to yeah. make the assist. Yeah, because they were going for John's birthday. They were going to like celebrate John's oh, birthday. So John was like, oh, yeah, bring that uh, little redhead girl, you know, the one from the other videos and stuff. And I mean, come on, let's let's just apply John for a second, y'all, because that was so smooth. He was like, yo, Neo, right. invite Ashley on your on this birthday trip for mm-hmm. me, because you're not saying no to Neo. Right. I just thought, that was I was like, smooth. I'm cool. Okay, I'm John, 
I like you. Even more. Yeah. That's <laughs> yeah. So, so then you that's were really when we sold. like really were like oh, okay. Like let's let's this is try a this thing. out. Yeah. So yeah, the rest is history from there. <laughs> I love that story. And you know, a lot of when we covered your engagement online, everybody was like, "Oh my god, imagine Beyonce's your bestie and help set up your proposal." I know. I know. It's crazy. That is amazing. It is. It's really amazing because it's like full circle. Like I started with her so young at seventeen. She's like watched me grow up, and I've watched her grow to be married and a mom, and right. you know, a wife and everything. So we're just growing up. Together. Together and, and sharing really these special. milestones. Yeah, it's really special that she, like, helps with it, too. You know, she could have been like, no, nah, not my stage, right. not my dime. And, uh-huh. okay, so uh-huh. I read that y- that Beyonce actually, John reached out to Beyonce, like, hey, I'm trying to do this. Mm-hmm. And she added single ladies back to the set yes. so that he could do this. Specifically it. for this engagement, yeah. If we um, hadn't done that's it. everything. I know. It's so special. And everybody was like, why are we adding this back in? Like, we haven't <laughs> done it all year. Right. Now you want to add it back in? But we were just going with it. Things change all the time. So I was like, whatever, maybe St. Louis wants to hear the song. You're or like, okay. It's going to work from here on out. No, it was just for that show. Yeah. Just for John. And boom. <laughs> and the whole world saw it. So do you feel like, I mean, you were already super recognizable just for the work that you do. We've seen you dancing on the stage and owning it mm-hmm. forever. But I also feel like, so I had a wedding photo go viral. Funny story. We'll tell you later, girl. Mm-hmm. But when you go viral, that's like next level. It is. Everybody knows you can't go buy bread. Yeah. You can't pay a bill. You know, you know what I mean? You can't yeah. you can't do anything without somebody saying, aren't you that? So uh-huh. what has that viral fame been like for you guys as a couple? I mean, it's interesting. It's so funny. We, like, traveled and been in the airport, and, like, people at the airport are like, oh, my God, oh my you God, guys are a couple. Especially if they see us together. It's just like, oh, my God, we saw you guys. Oh, that was amazing what you did. Your Congrats. love is famous. Yeah, it's cool. It it's really, really is. It's really cool and special. I'm, I just am glad that we can inspire other people and like young black love you know Absolutely. like love is real and and marriage can work or you know hopefully I, I'm not a th- girl but it's, I'll let yet, you know but, it's you know. working <laughs> it's a great club to be in yeah okay <laughs> happily married seven years this yes year. no but it's wonderful and I think it's interesting too when we talk about role models it's also I love hearing how people met which is why I had to get the tea mm-hmm. because I hate hearing women single women say Oh, I don't want to go to the club. Girl, mm-hmm. that is, I mean, yeah, there's some good guys at the bar. I'm not saying no. Yeah. But there are a million ways to meet your soulmate. Absolutely. You guys were at work. Yeah. Like, you were on the job doing what you love. Mm-hmm. A very unique yep. industry. A unique job. Yeah. And boom. And we kept it professional, too. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. we hung out and got to know each other. But in the job, we were like, okay, we're partners. We're working. You know, like, whatever. And it was what it was. But, yeah, it's incredible that I met my soulmate and best friend and now on fiance. The yeah. On the clock. Like, you were working. You did not have to go get all dolled up. You didn't have to put on a body con. Mm-hmm. You didn't have to doll up your face. Yep. You didn't have to use an app. Yeah. There he was. There he was. Okay, so let's talk a little bit about how two dancers, who are obviously always busy and probably on two different parts of the earth, mm-hmm. how do you guys keep connected and stay together knowing that you're both probably on the road so much and not together yeah well when we first got together that was when skype was like popping but now <laughs> thank god we got facetime Face yeah <laughs> shout out to facetime FaceTime saving relationships every day <laughs> every day for real and wi-fi now is not hard to find if you're all the way overseas right there's wi-fi everywhere so you can always just keep each other 
updated. And that's the biggest thing. We just stay, we, we communicate and we stay in touch. And if it goes where it's been a month and a half and we're like, all right, I'm at that breaking point where like, I, I one need of to us, see you. I need to see you. Yeah. <laughs> like he's coming to me or I'm going to him or we just going to make it work. You know, we got to make time for each other. Now, do so. you have like rituals? Cause I know when I go out of town, my husband and I have to say good night to each other mm-hmm. via FaceTime. Like yeah. we have to see each other in bed, heads about to hit the pillow so we can say good night. That's mm-hmm. our thing. Do you guys have like uh, rules or rituals that you do to make sure that you're saying? Well, we usually oh. always um, say good night, whether it's a text or FaceTime right. or anything. So important. It is. Saying good night and saying good morning. Like starting the day off right and ending it right is important to me. Like we could be busy all day long, but just hit me up. Let me know when you wake up so I know you're alive today. And right, let me know exactly. when you're laying down. Okay? okay, now I'm trying to picture you guys. All right, you're finally together. You're home. You're like, I miss you, whatever. Are you guys like doing like breakout dance sessions in the kitchen? <laughs> I, wanna, I really want to know what two amazing dancers are like. You what know, life is like. Because I mean, my husband and I are dancing, but nobody should see that. Like, we are not professionals, but like, I can only imagine the dance party going on in your living room. It's so funny. I mean, he probably dances more than me on our off time. Like, he be playing the Getting music around the house. Yeah, he can't start his day without playing music out loud throughout the house. And so then he'll just be like jamming. And I'll, I'll break into a little session every now and then. But something. I'm the chill one, usually. I'd be like... On Babe. the couch, like, <laughs> whatever. Keep dancing. You feel like dancing? Go ahead. <laughs> so are you guys planning the wedding together? We Yeah, we're going to do it together, but we haven't fully really gotten into the plan. Girl, you better get yet. on it. Let me tell you, a wedding, it's that's so much. the ultimate, you it's know? So and I know much. you guys are so busy, but yeah, it's get your checklist so going, get started. Girl, do you have a vision? Out. Like, are you going to, like, are y'all going to dance on the aisle? Like, what's happening? I want the I tea. have a vision. I definitely see this wedding in my mind, but... I really, honestly, like, I realize now that I'm thinking about a wedding that yeah. I was not that little girl who, who dreamed, dreamed of and knew exactly what my wedding. cake was going to be. Yeah, and what my dress was going to be and if I was going to be outside or inside. Like, I didn't I didn't dream of that. Apparently, I just knew I want to get married one day, right. too. But, yeah, so now well, that even I'm thinking better. about it all. Now you don't have to follow any rules. You can right. literally just trust your heart and do what you want to do. Yeah, and one thing about us and our relationship, like, Throughout the years, we've always tried to stick, not even tried, it just kind of happens naturally that we, like, do these epic things for each other. Obviously, he did the epic proposal. Yeah. He really raised the bar, fellas. John (laughs) raised the bar. Sorry, guys. (laughs) (laughs) I feel for you because your girlfriend definitely saw it. And she wants better. Okay, let's try it. Yeah. She's going to try to have that level or more. Mm-hmm. No, go ahead. <laughs> it's crazy. So, yeah, we want to do definitely some epic shit. Do you have like a, you know, are you Somehow. trying to plan the date? You haven't gotten anywhere, girl? Well, we wanted to do I'm fall. help you offline. We wanted to do fall. Okay, great. So that's a start. Okay. Um, yeah. All right. Well, okay, last question because, you know, the world wants to know, are you inviting Jay and Bay? I know you don't know if they're coming or not, but are you guys, I mean, like, They'll she helped with this absolutely. moment. Absolutely. Absolutely. Come on. I love it. And Blue and hopefully the twins I and everybody. Know, everybody. It's oh just a love fest. Yeah. Well, yeah, actually, I want everybody there. we are so happy for you. We'll be Thank on the you. lookout for your big day. You know, we got bridal bliss, so we'll be waiting for hey. your future. Okay? Mm-hmm. We'll be mm-hmm. waiting. Congratulations to you and John. We Thank love you. your love. Thank you. You're so welcome. <laughs> I appreciate it. Bye. Bye. Thanks to our guests, Niecy Nash and Ashley Everett. If you've enjoyed these conversations, be sure to listen and subscribe to other great episodes of Yes, Girl. Such as our conversations with Megan Good and Devon Franklin, Yvonne Orji, and Uzo Aduba. 
You can find these on iTunes or anywhere else you get your podcast, and we mean anywhere. And don't forget to leave us a little review love while you're there. I'm Charlie Penn at Man Wife Dog. I'm Yolanda Sanguini at Yoli Zama. And I'm Corey Murray at Corey Murray, C-O-R-I-M-U-R-R-A-Y. Thanks to the folks at Digital Media and our amazing producer, Bob. Hey, Bob. Hey, Bob. Bob. We'll see you next week. (laughs) Bye. 